This is Plant-Based Briefing, What to Eat and Drink for Better Sleep, Part 1, by Ocean Robbins at foodrevolution.org. And I'm Marian Erickson, host of this curated content, Plant-Based Podcast, where I narrate a variety of articles on plant-based, vegan, and eco-friendly living in about 10 minutes or less every weekday. I'm splitting today's article into two parts. I'll read Part 1 today and Part 2 tomorrow. So now let's get to today's Plant-Based Briefing. What to Eat and Drink for Better Sleep, Part 1, by Ocean Robbins at foodrevolution.org. Summary. A good night's sleep is one of the foundations of health, yet our modern lifestyles can undermine our sleep, which can lead to fatigue and set the stage for low moods and chronic disease. The good news is that the latest research tells us there are proven steps you can take to improve your sleep, starting with what you eat and drink. Thomas Edison hated sleep. Sleeping, he argued, was unproductive, while working was productive. He grudgingly gave himself four hours a night and insisted that his employees do the same, arguing that it was only those willing to stay awake all hours who would come out on top in a technologically advancing world. Edison's legacy is still with us in two ways. First, the ethos of quote-unquote manly wakefulness still pervades much of our culture, especially our worship of startup founders who consume nothing but Red Bull and Snickers while coding unblinking 36 hours a day for five years straight until they create the next Google, Facebook, or Uber. Second, Edison's lab invented the one device that, more than any other, enabled us to stay awake at all hours, the light bulb. Edison himself lived an incredibly productive life and died at the ripe old age of 84, which isn't a particularly convenient fact to share in an article about the perils of sleep deprivation. On the other hand, Edison was also a vegetarian and, according to Mina, his wife, a very health-conscious one. So perhaps it's fitting that good old Thomas Alva Edison's example kicks off this piece about how lifestyle, and particularly food and beverages, can help with sleep. The Sleep Deprivation Epidemic the daily decision to shortchange sleep has reached epidemic proportions in much of the world. Seventy million Americans, or about a quarter of the population, have at least one sleep disorder. Europeans are a little better off, with 45 million of them, or 6%, suffering from a diagnosable sleep condition. Throughout the industrialized world, rates of insomnia range from 10 to 30%. It's not just that we're groggy, distracted, and irritable prior to our morning cup of coffee. Lack of sleep can significantly degrade our physical and mental health. Here's the short list of the medical risks that increase when we don't get sufficient restorative sleep on a regular basis. Hypertension, type 2 diabetes, obesity, depression, heart attack, dementia, and stroke. And there's also an increased risk of auto accidents and mental health challenges. Those are just the direct effects. Lousy sleep patterns can undermine our health in a roundabout way, too, by changing how we eat. When we're sleep-deprived, we tend to make worse dietary choices, most of which add empty calories that can further harm us. In a previous article linked here, I covered the topic of lifestyle change to improve sleep quantity and quality broadly. Here, we'll focus specifically on food and drink. We'll look at some foods that can help you get those Z's, or even Z's if you're an overachiever. We'll explore what science knows about the timing of eating and sleeping, and you'll take away some great recipes that can help you enjoy better sleep. Why sleep is such an issue for so many. Before we dive into solutions, let's quickly remind ourselves that for most of human history, sleep wasn't a problem. We are hardwired to fall asleep when we're tired and wake up when we have slept enough. 
our sleep drive, or our need for sleep, functions pretty much like our hunger drive. Don't eat for a while and you get more and more hungry, to the point where raw zucchini starts looking delicious. Eat a big meal and you lose your appetite. In the same way, we get more and more tired the longer we stay awake. While we sleep, the sleep drive diminishes until it's weak enough to be overbalanced by the circadian impulse to get up and get moving. So, what's changed since the good old days when humans didn't need alarm clocks and caffeine to wake up, or Ambien and wine to fall asleep? Well, modern society isn't exactly friendly to healthful sleep. Electric lighting, as we've seen, has probably made the biggest difference. Pre-Edison, you went to bed when it got dark, unless you were up to no good or trying to catch people who were up to no good. Candles, fireplaces, and kerosene lanterns could keep you from bumping into walls, but they were expensive as well as dangerous. Just ask Mrs. O'Leary's neighbors the morning of October 9, 1871, after the blaze that started in her barn and destroyed most of Chicago. With the advent of the light bulb and the electrical grid to power it, day and night could now become interchangeable. Information overload. We've also got more to keep track of these days. Social media and the 24-hour news cycle mean that something's always happening somewhere, and many of us feel compelled to stay on top of all of it. What if I go off-grid for 20 minutes and miss the announcement that mullets are back? In addition to this constant bombardment with information, we've also become a society of mindless scrollers and binge-watchers. Those who use social media the most, especially right before bed, experience the greatest disruptions in sleep. Blue light. It's not social media in particular, though. The same is true of those who watch TV, play video games, or otherwise interact with their computers, tablets, and smartphones prior to nodding off. Part of the problem with these devices may be the band of the visible light spectrum they emit. Digital devices are heavy on blue light, which the color-perceiving cells in our eyes interpret as daytime sun, sending wakey-wakey signals to the rest of our bodies. Blue light suppresses the production of melatonin at night, making it harder to fall asleep and stay asleep. Some studies even suggest a link between exposure to blue light at night and an increased risk of type 2 diabetes, heart disease, and obesity. The relatively new science of chronobiology is exploring the mechanisms whereby fooling our bodies into thinking it's perpetual daytime can wreak havoc on our endocrine systems, too. Mental health Industrialized societies also threaten our mental health, which can compromise sleep. Approximately half of all insomnia cases are related to depression, anxiety, or psychological stress. Given the high rates of these conditions in the U.S. in particular, it's no surprise that so many people report difficulty sleeping. Not only can mental health issues and stress lead to disturbed sleep, but causation works in the other direction as well. A lack of healthy sleep can lead to psychological problems and make us far more susceptible to stress. Have you ever flipped out after a poor night's sleep over some kind of situation that wouldn't merit a second thought otherwise? I sure have, and I think this is more common than we often recognize. Shift work. One group suffers even more than the rest when it comes to disturbed sleep, shift workers. They've even come to have their very own International Classifications of Disease, ICD, disorder, Shift Work Sleep Disorder, SWSD. Those who work at night or who have shifts that vary from week to week are susceptible to the worst effects of sleep deprivation. They frequently have trouble sleeping and experience excessive drowsiness and fatigue that can interfere with overall functioning. They tend to have more anxiety and depression than average and suffer from worse physical and mental health. 
Even in the most extreme shift jobs, though, it's possible to adopt practices for better, more regular, and more restorative sleep. Food turns out to be a central pillar, including meal and snack timing, as well as specific nutrients that can provide support for a better night's sleep. Why meal timing is important Sleep and meal timing can impact hormonal levels that, in turn, influence satiety and food intake. The hormones your body makes and deploys rise and fall in quantity throughout the day. At certain times of the day, you're hungrier, and at other times, you're not so hungry. Sometimes your body prefers to store fat, and sometimes it would rather burn fat. One of the hormones known to be sensitive to timing is ghrelin, also known as the hunger hormone. Interestingly, even though ghrelin, from the Proto-Indo-European language root for grow, wasn't discovered until 1999, the titular characters in the 1984 film Gremlins, which looks and sounds a lot like ghrelin, does it not, turn bad when they eat after midnight. Coincidence? I'll leave that to you. While eating late at night might not turn you into a gremlin, it can interfere with sleep quality and brain health. Even small snacks in the late evening can turn on the whole digestive system. If you go to sleep on a full stomach, your body has to split its energy between digestion and all the things your brain needs to do during sleep. Insulin sensitivity is also highest in the morning, which means that for most people, morning is the optimal time to eat. Fasting can help or hurt your sleep depending on timing. Basically, humans evolved to eat during the daytime and not eat at night. If you fast all day and eat a big meal right before bed, your body can get confused and think that it's time to go out to do stuff just when you're turning down the sheets. When your body gets a big surge of calories but has no immediate need to burn them, it is also more inclined to store them as fat. Nutrients that impact sleep Before I give you a list of specific foods that can improve your sleep, let's talk at a higher level for a bit. What are the specific nutrients and foods that can help you go to sleep easily and stay asleep until you're fully rested? Fiber. Getting enough dietary fiber is key to a good night's sleep. A 2016 study found that greater fiber intake predicted more time spent in the stage of sleep, slow-wave sleep, which is most restorative. And data from a survey of U.S. adults revealed an association between the daily intake of total fiber and total sleep duration. Those who got a normal amount of sleep, defined as 7 to 8 hours per night, also had the highest fiber intake. Folate Folate, not to be confused with folic acid, has been linked to lower rates of both insomnia, defined as difficulty initiating or maintaining sleep and or extended periods of wakefulness, and restless leg syndrome. Getting enough folate also appears to make you more likely to feel sleepy at bedtime and more resilient in the face of sleep disturbances. Complex Carbohydrates Complex carbohydrates found in whole plant foods raise serotonin, a neurotransmitter that basically orients you towards contentment. When you're satisfied and grateful, you don't have to chase after the next meal or avoid the next predator, so you tend toward relaxation and even drowsiness. Complex carbohydrates also lower the stress hormone cortisol. High levels of cortisol inhibit sleep as we tend to do our best fighting or fleeing while awake. A remarkable study on the sleep quality of obese security guards found that diets rich in complex carbohydrates resulted in significantly longer sleep durations. You just listened to What to Eat and Drink for Better Sleep, Part 1, by Ocean Robbins at foodrevolution.org. And I'm Marian Erickson, your host. And please tune in tomorrow for Part 2. Thanks for listening.